0: to artists, journalists, and people in the industry about how they're dealing with quarantine and what they're doing to make the best out of this very unique situation. I'm Soumya Christian-Murthy, a music journalist, and I'm super excited for this panel we have today. Starting off, Alphonse Pierre, a staff writer at Pitchfork. You've read his reviews, you've read his articles. He's super dope, and I think he's gonna add a lot to this conversation from the media side. And then we have someone who needs no introduction, uh, Polo G. I see that you have your face mask, mask on, so good job on that. Um, rapper who just dropped his project, The Goat, May 15th. And I'm just really excited to talk to you from a creator standpoint of how you're making the best out of this situation. So what's up, Polo, Alphonse? Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank you for
2: having me.
0: Amazing. Well, before we get into this, you know, we're going to talk a lot about what you guys are going through with quarantine and what kind of creative ways you're figuring out how to make the best of this situation. Let's just do a gut check. Polo, where are you right now? Where are you spending kind of your social distancing?
1: Uh, Right now I'm in the Saks Fifth store. I got a video shoot at about six, so I was doing some last minute shopping. um, Nice, nice. Nice. i just been um, really trying to maintain, trying to stay focused on what it is that I got to do as far as music goes.
0: For sure. Well, we're definitely going to ask you about your purchases and about this upcoming music video, because I'm very intrigued. Um, but Alphonse, mm-hmm. how are you? Where are you kind of spending your time right now? Are you in Brooklyn? Where are you kind of calling in from?
2: I'm from Staten Island, New York, so I'm just here at home. And just having like a normal day at work. So that's what I'm calling it from. Not as lavish as the Sax Fist store, but
0: hanging mm-hmm. <laughs> All good. Yeah, don't worry. I'm in Michigan right now when we don't have a Sax for like 200 miles. So we'll just live vicariously through polo, right? For so Amazing. So, you know, everyone in the chat, definitely make sure to send questions for Polo for Alphonse. We're going to try to get to as many as we can in our conversation. So, any questions you have about what they're working on or how they can kind of help you as you're figuring out what to do during this COVID nineteen time. But let me just kick it off, Polo. I mean, you said you're about to shoot a video today. How do you shoot a video during this time? Is like everyone going to be masked up? Like, what is this going to look and feel like?
1: Uh. We, you um, keep a short um, camera crew style, you know, under um, about 10 to eight people under uh, under that threshold. And um, really just really solo video shoots. I don't do any more like group type video shoots. Or, and if we have a set, keep it to the minimum. Like just really trying to work under the right conditions.
0: Absolutely. Then how did you pick? Who are those kind of key people you want to have? Because I feel like everyone's going to want to be in this video, right?
1: uh yeah you know um really th- i lead leave that up to the um up to the cameraman he pretty much knows who could be a good extra or whatever the case may be
0: for sure so alphonse let's dive into a little bit of your day-to-day because as a writer you know you listen to music all the time you interact with artists how has COVID affected your day-to-day
2: i feel like as a writer like the writing part itself has been mostly the same, just because writing is something that you do almost like privately, something that is almost better done alone. But it's probably affected it in just like the times I write. Like I was writing for work in like a normal, like nine to five setting, I was writing during the day. But now I tend to like work a little bit earlier, a little bit later. And it also affects things like doing interviews. Like last year, uh, me, me and Polo actually last year, I interviewed him in Manhattan at the Chelsea Piers, and we both we went by the water and we, and we did like a story. And that's like something yeah. you can't do now. <laughs> and so, but so like trying to write a story like that, we have that color and, that, and those descriptions, and being able to have the interaction with somebody is different. Because now we, because now we're doing more things online, and so that's the way it's been like affected.
0: Totally. Well, I know you know spending time with artists being able to shadow them, like you said, or even being able to interview them in their homes. I mean, I feel that just gives you such a more rich piece of a character when you're writing a story. I mean, Polo, for you, when you have someone interviewing you like an Alphonse, do you prefer them kind of being with you? They can kind of vibe off your personality, or do you sort of like these virtual interviews? Because I know you've done a few. I just saw the one you did, with Complex.
1: I'd much rather um, do a, like, in-house interview where I'll go and visit a station or I'll go and visit the office because it seems as if like I'm trying to incorporate that into my regular day-to-day schedule as opposed to me actually going and setting up a meeting to go meet with somebody and driving out or flying out and doing what I got to do as far as the press run goes. So it seems kind of tricky at times because I get wrapped up in trying to incorporate it into my regular day-to-day schedule.
0: Yeah. It's a little weird when a writer is like following you around like sacks or hanging out at your house, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that, by the way, I live around Chelsea Piers and I didn't get a call Alphonse. Like, why weren't we all hanging out during that time?
2: We should have. That could always be weird. I, I, I feel like it takes the time to like gel, especially when you just like first meet an artist and then you just jump like right into like some sort of like in-person interview and you're and they're like, especially when they're not from there, like when Polo came to Manhattan and and he's from Chicago, so he's not from Manhattan. He's just like, he's kind of just like looking around, like getting used to this new place he's in. And so that could be, that could be sometimes awkward.
0: Well, I would say kind of interviews for us are like dating, right? You think about going on a blind date with someone you never met, the first couple drinks, you're just trying to like vibe and, you know, find something in common, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, sure. it
0: definitely so, is a- Absolutely. Well, we're not dating or doing interviews right now in person, so everyone's kind of figuring it out. Uh, Polo, you're getting a lot of love in the chat. Latlaws, Otis writing, uh, H2Waterball, they're all giving you love, so I just wanted to let you know that you have a lot of fans in the chat shouting you out and shouting out the new GOAT project.
1: Yeah, shout out to my fans, my day one fans especially, because you feel me, they have faith in me even when I didn't have as much faith and believe in myself now. But they was with me every step of the way. And I know I stay tuned into my comment section and they like really keep me going, keep my confidence up.
0: For sure. Well, during this time, you know, you can't really interact with your fans like face to face. There's no shows. There's no meet and greets. Are you someone, like, how are you kind of connecting with your fans during this time, Polo? Uh,
1: Through social media, through YouTube. Like, I love comments on YouTube. I might respond to a comment on YouTube. I respond to comments on um, Instagram here and there, or I get on Instagram live and just interact with my fans, just making sure I keep in touch with them, for real.
0: For sure. Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing, right? now it's finding unique and interesting ways to kind of keep in touch with fans. I know Polo, right before the GOAT, you did like a listening party, a virtual listening party with your fans. They were able to listen to the project with you. Talk a little bit about that experience.
1: Uh, It was a cool experience. Um, Just really um, doing like the, the, on the interview side too, they was getting to know like what was my process through certain songs or what was my favorite songs and just getting that knowledge in and really just feeding off their feedback and the love from the project.
0: Totally, well then on that front from each of you, Polo, what is your favorite song or songs on this project? I know it's hard, it's like picking your favorite kid. Uh,
1: my favorite song uh, originally while making a project was No Matter What. Another one of my favorite songs is Martin and Gina. And I like Heartless.
0: Okay, for sure. Now, were you a Martin fan growing up?
1: Yeah, I'm still a big Martin fan today. That's like my favorite show next to uh, the Boondocks.
0: Okay, for sure. I was a fan of d and I kind of like that intro. It felt very cinematic. So I'm putting that in for my favorite track. So, you know, for you kind of, Alphonse, right now you're dealing with, discovering artists virtually and really just not being able to get anything outside of what you see either online or in social media as you're kind of scouring for new music or new artists to cover what are you looking at are you like on SoundCloud on Twitch on Instagram what are you doing right now
2: Um, I feel like that hasn't changed much like I'm always somebody who's like on YouTube all the time just like searching around just clicking on things like I'll pretty much watch anything because it just like catches my eye and i pretty much just find music just Sometimes but it's pretty just it's pretty much like a random process of just like finding music like i'm never online like for the purpose of being like oh i'm going to find a new artist today that's just like something that just happens or just something you fall into or something that you find through listening to somebody else or even on like Instagram, somebody be like, oh, you click on this and then all of a sudden you you see a new artist. So it's a pretty random process.
0: Well, on back front, Polo, what about you? As you're kind of listening to beats, trying to check out new producers, collaborators, what are you using for music discovery?
1: Uh, YouTube, I've been a a YouTube surfer since since I started being in music and i always discover new artists or um yeah discover new artists that's on the rise through youtube that's youtube surfing and finding out like who the new latest or hottest rapper
0: so right now what what's kind of piquing your interest like put us on to something i know that's our uh, job but why don't you tell us what we should be listening to
1: uh i like um hot boy he from florida he got a song called don't Don't need time, uh, and and a few other tracks I can't remember the name of them right now. uh, I've been listening to um, Young Live out of Philly, um, T.O.B. Duke and um, Scory.
0: Okay, perfect. So Alphonse has given us some names that we can research. Thank you. So. So we're seeing a lot of love for Alphonse in the chat too. I have to shout out uh, Shaq and Lone Ranger shouting you out. Lone Ranger says Alphonse is so fine. So I wanted to share that with you, that even during a quarantine, you have a fan club. The Alphonse Hive is in full effect. <laughs> so Polo, you mentioned that you're shooting a video today. For what song? Is it going to be the next single?
1: Yeah, I'm shooting a video for my song 21.
0: Okay. Now, obviously, you don't want to give everything away, but give us a little bit of, you know, sneak peek creatively. What's sort of the messaging for this video or what's kind of, like, driving you into the, the visuals?
1: Uh, it's going to be a um, really a visual that, like, really reflects the song. I know that's kind of <laughs> common sense, but, um, like, really, like, descriptive, I guess, I'll say. Like every lyric um, will tailor to what's going on in the video.
0: For sure. So you're someone who this is going to be kind of a very literal visual depiction, like it's not going to be something yeah. abstract. It's really going to fit the lyrics. Okay. Well, for those people who a haven't heard a storyline. Okay. So for those people who haven't heard the song, give us a little bit just lyrically what inspired you on that record
1: um it was really just a vibe I, I was in the studio listening to some beats that was one of the first beats I heard um one of the first few beats I heard and I just vibed out with it uh really just almost like kind of freestyle the first verse and um came back to it to write the second verse because that's my writing process like I, I treat treat songs that I do um like a feature so i come back to it for the second verse and just lay the hook in the first verse.
0: Okay. Now, are you someone who actually likes to write? Because I know a lot of rappers now, they just want to do it off the top. Are you someone who uses, like, the Notes app or you're actually writing in a notebook? What's that process?
1: I use the Notes app, and that's why I freestyle from. Like, I'm not saying, if I freestyle, like, I'm not just coming right off the top of my head and just saying it and uh, trying to memorize it that way. Like, I'm going to write a full freestyle down in my notes or... If if it's not a freestyle and it took me a whole day to just write those lyrics and go to the steward, then that's really my creative process. I don't really like to just freestyle off the top of my head.
0: For sure. So I know a lot of kind of this project, the GOAT, you know, there's been a lot of misconception of what that title means. Break it down for us, because I know as from one Capricorn to another, you have some astrological inspiration. So tell us a little bit about this title.
1: Um. Yeah, it was a, a play on my zodiac sign, you know, the goat represents a Capricorn and me just knowing uh, it was a long line of uh, great Capricorn people who was, could have been deemed the greatest to do what what the profession that they took up like LeBron James with basketball, Denzel Washington were acting, um, uh, Martin Luther King with being an activist. Um, Tiger Woods with dolphins, so I just put that into perspective I would not necessarily call myself the greatest of all-time though
0: for sure well funny me and Denzel share a birthday so I co-signed that we are the best sign in the Zodiac <laughs>
1: that's dope
0: <laughs> Alphonse I don't want to keep you out of this what are what's your sign are you a Capricorn like us are you going to join us or no
2: I feel like I don't even know my sign I feel like I've never paid attention to it at all and so I All right, like, we can't talk
0: know. to you right now. We're going to X you out. We can't have this convo. You're, you're an the honorary GOAT. In How about
2: that? <laughs> I'll take
0: it. All right, honorary GOAT. So, you know, a lot of artists are taking to, you know, online platforms, IG Live, you know, having kind of living room sessions on YouTube, et cetera, to connect with their fans. I would love to know, you know, Alphonse, starting with you, what are you checking out any examples you think of people who've done it really well? Like, wow, that was super dope. That made me either become a fan or, you know, really kind of was entertaining. So what are you kind of checking out right now?
2: I feel like I'm not like, like just like going on Instagram looking for that, but if I'm on Instagram and something like that pops up, I'll happen to like click on it. Uh, there was one the other day I was watching. it was probably like a week or two ago, like Sada Baby from Detroit did like a live like concert on Instagram Live. And it, it was like in the studio, it was like, it was, like a, it was like a proper concert. He had like cameramen and he had this whole crew with him. And so that was something I was just like, oh, this is a way that somebody can still perform live on Instagram Live. And so, but there, there've been like a few, like of course, like the versus battles have been like, some they didn't miss, but those are like always entertaining to watch. And yeah, it's part a few of them.
0: Yeah, I think the versus battles, part of it has just been the tech difficulties have been super entertaining to see Teddy Riley, Nelly, you know, Nelly Riley, how they've been dealing with it. I mean, Polo, have you been checking out any of those versus battles? Any faves?
1: I think I miss every last single one of them. Uh, What have
0: you been doing? You're just too busy living a dope rapper life. What's going on?
1: (laughs) No, I be in my own world most of the time, so... I'm probably up in the crib chilling with my son or playing basketball with my pops in my backyard just all just really doing quarantine type stuff cuz you know everything is limited right now
0: Totally. Well, I think it's so important for all of us, right? Whether it be from the fans to the artists, people in the industry, to just take some time for self-care. So Polo, you mentioned spending a lot of family time. What else are you doing? Are you like watching a lot of Netflix? Like, what else are you kind of doing just to sort of keep your spirits up? Because it's a heavy time.
1: I've been watching um, The Last Dance. Um, on hulu with michael jordan i'm watching a few movies Dope. on hulu i'm really not a person that likes to watch movies but i've been doing it just because of the state that we are in um i flew out to atlanta not too long ago to shoot a video so i've been just really trying to keep myself busy
0: mm-hmm. for sure and what about you alphonse like when you're not writing you know it's hard to just turn off the computer and work on kind of your mental and emotional health like what are you doing just to stay in a good mood and to keep your spirits up
2: no yeah i agree with polo he's been watching like a lot of movies like i've been watching the last dance too that's like i feel like that's just something that one of the few things that almost like it feels like a lot of people are doing at the same time because right now it feels like so many people are doing different things just because it's not like that one major thing that everybody's focused on so the last dance is kind of like that I believe just been watching a lot of movies, a lot of old movies, a lot of like random TV shows, reality shows, things that will will just like entertain me for like an hour or two at a time. And so, so yeah, those are like easy things to do, especially when there's like not that many things to do right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's a lot of just like office reruns and, you know, bad reality TV on my end.
2: I'm not at that point. I'm not at the office 3 point, but.
0: <laughs> okay, that's not a quarantine. That's a, all the time. That's one of the best shows, but we'll talk about that later. So, you know, when it comes to creating, right, with you, Polo, being in the studio with other artists or having a producer fly out and actually chopping it up with them in person, it's just really hard, if not impossible right now. As you're kind of creating music for your next project, how are you dealing with quarantine?
1: Um, uh, i just really been um, trying to still travel out to the studio, like have them open up the studio for me and still catch the, the like vibe that I would if the world was back open up because I, fa- I found out that I'm more productive in doing that than trying to record in a room in my house. Like, I need to hear it from the studio speakers. I need to catch, feel a real studio vibe. So that's the way I've been trying to maintain with everything that's going on.
0: Absolutely. I mean, how do you feel your music sonically or creatively might be impacted by COVID, if at all?
1: I feel like um, right, right about now, it just opened up ears a little bit more because back when the world was open up, everybody moving around when music drops. But this time you got to sit down and really listen. Like, So I feel like it gave me a broader audience.
0: For sure. But as an artist, do you feel like the music might be a little bit heavier or like more serious because of the time we're in? Or do you almost feel like it's going to be a bunch of party records? Like, what do you think hip hop just kind of sonically is going to sound and feel like as we're kind of getting through this?
1: It's really just whatever vibe people want to be in. Like, um, I'm quite sure everybody ain't clubbing and everything. But if you can make a song to make them feel like they at the club, then they're going to vibe with it. So it's really um, depending on what what the people want to hear. I don't think you necessarily have to make a serious song for this time or you necessarily have to make a party song for this time. It's whatever the vibe or the people who listen. And, um,
0: and you could have club quarantine in your living room, right? <laughs> so Alphonse, again? for you, I said you could have a club quarantine in your living room, Polo. <laughs> so Alphonse, for you, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe. So I mean, for you, as you're listening to music, for you, what's kind of catching your ear? Is it more escapism? Like, I just don't want to deal with what's going on? Or do you want artists to lean in and thematically talk about some more serious stuff?
2: Um. I feel like I'm not really, I feel like it's more of like a balance. I don't feel like I'm leaning either way. I feel like maybe that the way my listening has changed is that I maybe do a little bit less of it just because I'm not doing m- more like, uh, like, usually when I'm like going to work or like go going to the gym, going to go play basketball and stuff, I listen to a lot of music then. And so now I'm like losing those times to listen to music. And so now I'm listening to music. is just me like when I'm at my computer or when I'm on my phone, most of the time to listen to music. And so those are, and I feel like I'm losing some of that uh, extra music listening. And so I feel like I tend to find like a balance instead of leaning either way.
0: For sure. So for most part, people have a lot of free time now. And you know, some people are trying to learn to cook or learn a new language. For you, Polo, do you have any like goal? Like, look outside of this quarantine, I want to finish a full album or finish a mixtape, or are you just kind of recording tracks, you know, see what comes up. Like, what's sort of the creative process right now?
1: Uh, I've just been writing down in my notes, for real, man. and and um, picking through beats. Like, I, I don't. I've been having people send me a lot of beats and. I just been writing and uh, matching up whatever I wrote like a hard beat that I hear and going from there.
0: Now, are you someone who's open to getting people sending you beats from you know emerging producers or unknown producers? Like, do you like hearing you know just send me everything, or are you kind of a little bit more, I guess, meticulous with what you're listening to?
1: I mean, whatever is dope is dope, cause. Um, the pop out beat was a beat that was just randomly sent to me through an email so i'm oh, always wow. open to <laughs> listen to beats
0: and how did this person oh, yeah. find this email what was this email i
1: think i had it i was i think i was advertising the email on my um on my instagram and he just sent me something and i seen like. He had credits for Lil Durk and Lil TJ and things of that sort. So I'm like, uh, why not listen to his beat? And I end up vibing with it.
0: Wow. So if you're vibing with the beat, are you still someone who likes to call the producer or FaceTime them and kind of vibe with them personally? Or doesn't matter, like, a hot beat is enough, you want to jump on it?
1: Uh, most times I don't, most I don't keep in contact uh with a producer until like after I made the song, like after I'm done with a song. But sometimes I don't even tell them I made made the song. I just keep telling them to send me more beats.
0: Until the song comes out and they're like, oh shit, I'm on your project.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we've gotten some questions. Uh, legendary Woo York wants to know, Polo, is there going to be a deluxe version of GOAT?
1: I'm still trying to put together and figure it out because I got so much music that I got that I didn't really um, favor like that. So I didn't, well, wasn't quick to release it, but I know my fans gravitate to some things that I may not like like that. So I may put out a deluxe or just a small EP project afterwards.
0: But then how does that work, right? When you really like a track, but maybe the fans don't gravitate towards it or vice versa. Like, what's that balance when you're putting together the project that you want the good blend of music you like, but music you also know is going to hit, like, the bigger audience?
1: Um, uh, It kind of varies because, like, like, like I'm saying, like... The music that I may like, they may not grab us But the music that I say, like, or a song that I say, I know probably be my most viewed song. So it's always trying to pick <laughs> right. those certain things.
0: For sure. So, yeah, go ahead, Alphonse.
2: Yeah, well, hold I've been I've been thinking about the deluxe albums a lot. And do you think, like, the point of, like, the deluxe album is to, like, is it, like, for your fans or is it for, like, is there another reason for it? guys? I've seen like a lot of them like taking off lately. I feel, I feel like feel it's definitely it for I feel like it's definitely for
1: the fans though. Because they the fans like they always want new music from you. They always want you can just drop an album, they ready for you to drop another one two months later. So that's really just something <laughs> to hold them over.
2: Yeah, because even somebody like even uh, shorter. Cause even somebody like Uzi, he like let his fans like choose like the songs they wanted on the deluxe edition. And so I thought that was like an interesting way of going about it. And I feel like that's how it's, that's the direction it's going in. Like the album is almost like the songs, like the artist like feels makes the best album. And then the deluxe edition is like those extras that the fans are like really want or or, or just like for them directed at them.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's also kind of hard, right? Because you drop something on Friday at midnight, and I feel, you know, by Friday at noon, people want something new. Like, it's this, like, voracious machine, especially when we're all in quarantine. You have nothing to do but listen to new music. I mean, Polo, do you feel that's, like, pressure to put out more music during this time versus maybe other times?
1: Um, Not really, because I really walk to the beat on my own drum in that aspect. Uh, I don't too much rush into dropping music like my fan base know that like I, I rarely drop like that because I know like anything that I do drop while I'm cooking up is worth the wait.
0: For sure. And what about for you, Alphonse? Would you prefer an artist to kind of put out a project, let it marinate and do its thing? Or do you really think that, you know, you have to follow up? more music more music more music as someone who reviews music do you like that approach or is it like whoa let's let this music kind of settle let people enjoy it savor it before dropping something new
2: i think it really depends on just like the artists like some artists benefit from just like not slowing down at all and they just they want to they have be part of the conversation like every day every week uh but i feel like a lot of a lot of rappers do benefit from just like letting it breathe a little bit and just letting people like take it in, let people choose their favorite songs, let people gravitate to different parts of the album. Like I'm sure like for Polo's album, I'm sure somebody has a favorite song this weekend, a month later, they'll have a different favorite song from that album. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will too. And I feel like by letting it breathe, you, you allow people to like have their relationship with the album grow instead of just like moving on from it right away.
0: For sure. Well, outside in music, it's just kind of this constant communication with fans, especially now. We've had a few questions in the chat asking, Polo, do you have any plans to do a live stream anytime soon? Or are you one of those people that's really going to be spur of the moment? Like maybe later today at Saks, you'll just turn on your phone and start streaming.
1: Uh, um, I do want to, you say live streaming as far as like concerts go or just like
0: even in general, like maybe this is what I'm doing right now. This is me playing basketball. Or are you someone who kind of likes to keep certain aspects of your life private?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely a more so private person. But like I was saying earlier, like, I get on live just to tap in with the fans, let them see what I'm doing, you feel me, bring them into my side of life at the moment while on am or just in general.
0: For sure. Well, kind of looking forward, right? I mean, summer's right here, right around the corner, and obviously festivals are big. Summer touring is big, especially in hip hop. I mean, Polo, for you, how is this kind of affecting you with concerts pretty much being on hold indefinitely? Uh,
1: right now, uh, I have I have put off at least. Hello. I have put off at least about 12 concerts. I put off at least about 12 concerts during quarantine. So um, I've just been holding, trying to keep it together with that and planning around next year. Because I know that's the only time slots available is next year to tour again.
0: Totally. And then even on the media side, Alphonse, I mean, so many of either stories we do are kind of pegged around these big summer festivals. Just concerts. I can hear you. Can you hear us? But yeah, for Alphonse, for you, I mean, how is sort of the lack of, of concerts, at least for My the foreseeable future, no affecting you, Alphonse, on your end?
2: Um, I feel like it's just, like, part of, like, the connection to music is something you lose. Just, like, being able, like, I'm in New York, so, like, a lot of artists come through here and perform and do their shows and perform their albums. And it's just a good way to just, like, experience an artist and see what they're about in person. And so you're just losing that. You're losing the opportunity to have, to be able to, like, interview artists that come through here. And you're just it's losing that, losing just, like, listening to music, like, outside of, like, your house or outside of, like, have surrounding the surrounding area house. And so without that, it kind of just makes you just have to, like, look have to use it through a different perspective and then you're just like losing that part of it.
0: For sure. Well, I think one thing we're seeing, and even right now is just, you know, so much of what's going on now, everyone's just figuring it out in real time, right? And I think it's, whether it be dealing with tech issues, whether it be dealing with changing itineraries, it's really gonna be about being flexible and nimble. I mean, would you kind of agree with that, Alphonse? Like the artists who know how to sort of Figure it out, pivot when they have to, and just kind of roll with the punches are going to be the ones that really come out of this stronger.
2: Uh, I can't hear. Yeah, I guess I can't it's hear. I can't learning adapt to it and learning to like uh, which ways to like oh like like Paul was talking before about about going live or doing something like that, and those are just like new ways they'll have to learn how to do it for now until hopefully things can start back up though we don't know when or how long that will be. And so it's just like learning how to adapt to that. And I guess us as like journalists have to adapt to it too and learn a new ways to like just like appreciate the music new ways to like connect to the music and and being able to like reflect that in things we write and things we talk about and make sure that we are aware of that and we mention it and talk about it
0: yeah and i mean i think the big word and you hit it right on the nail on the head is adapt right whether it be journalists artists or even fans like figuring out we're in such a new kind of time and a new space everyone's just figuring it out in real time and i think the people who can kind of come up with creative solutions and ideas whether it be something like the versus battles are going to do really well, and I think it just kind of behooves all of us just to, like you said, adapt and be flexible.
2: It really does. Just like each time you listening to something, or just watching something, or taking something in, like you, you just have to, you just have to be able to learn. You, just have, you just have to basically like relearn how to experience it in the way we did it before.
0: For sure. And I mean, you know, who knows what it's going to look like? Are we going to go to concerts or interviews all wearing masks? Like, what's the future really look like?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking about that, too. Like, when at at a time when we're able to do in-person interviews again, would it be like, will everybody be wearing masks? Will everybody be, like, separated? Will we still be doing it virtually? Will, Will virtual stuff become, like, the norm almost? because people just like, oh, we did it like that before, why can't we just keep doing it like that? I don't, like, an artist doesn't have to leave their home to be able to do the interview, and like, oh, it worked perfectly fine before. And so those will be things that we'll have to adjust to later and more.
0: For sure. Well, I know a lot of times in interviews with artists, you'll get the whole entourage there, right? So it's like the rapper plus like 10 other guys that's not going to be there anymore it's really going to have to be you pick who should be in the room with you and you know for a lot of artists that might be a new experience cuz oftentimes you know hip hop is such a collaborative collective effort
2: yeah. You see that in music videos too, like Polo was talking before about his music video, how it's basically just taking I mean, whoever like the director pulls into this video because the, the smaller just like everything is smaller. Like, only people that really need to be there are gonna be there. And so that's just like a, a new thing, plus before a rack video where you just see you know, like tons of people just like out, you know, out and out. Like I cover i, I, I write a lot of Brooklyn rap music and looking at Brooklyn rap videos, there's, and they're still shooting videos, but now when you look at their surroundings, it's just like, there's just like nobody there. And so that's just something that's just new. And something it almost, at first it was just like, really just like, it was really weird at first. You just you see somebody shooting a video in the, in the heart of Brooklyn and there's nobody there. I've never seen it before.
0: Yeah, I just feel like a Brooklyn drill video with only four people, it just doesn't have the same impact to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: they, they need, they need so that much of the really, music
0: right? really, you need it, you need it. And I think the other part, especially, you know, for fans or for the media, oftentimes the visuals help introduce new artists, right? You might see a new rapper featured in a little cameo spot in a more established artist video. We may not see that anymore. It might literally be the main artist for people the director has chosen. And it just gets harder for emerging artists to kind of take advantage of those cool opportunities.
2: Yeah. Like I saw something on the other day. So just like Gunna in the background of an old like young thug video, like something like that. It's something simple like that, that, Really like when when we think about it now, it's like, oh, of course he'd be there. But that's just something that's become less and less common. The videos get smaller, the video crews, the people there.
0: For sure, Polo. I think we have you back. Can you hear us? Yeah. Amazing. The fans were a little worried, but we have Polo. He is back. Um, You know, so kind of like moving forward. Like, how optimistic are each of you? Right, like when we get out of this at some time that you know we're going to be able to go back to normalcy or do you think that hip-hop really is going to change i mean polo for you once some of these restrictions get lifted you think it's business as usual or do you think it's going to be gradual like as an artist when you feel comfortable being around a lot of people when you feel comfortable going on tour getting on a plane etc
1: yeah like i was saying uh, um okay one moment Um, uh, Like I was saying, like I've been flying out to um, I've been flying out to Atlanta. I've been on a few flights here and there. Uh, I'm definitely open to doing concerts um, and tapping back in with the fans. I I know I'll take the necessary precautions.
0: Totally. And what about you, Alphonse? I mean... Do you feel optimistic? I know media in specifically has been hit really hard in these last couple of weeks with so many layoffs and companies shrinking. I mean, how are you feeling just as someone from the media? Like, are we going to get through this or is it going to really be a struggle for a while?
2: Well, I think it's hard to feel optimistic I mean you could be hopeful but optimistic is like I feel I feel like it's, like a strong way to feel. Um, I feel like I tend to think that things going back to normal isn't maybe like in my own head like impossible that Rome is gonna have to like face like a new normal, just things are just gonna change, things that like before I was talking about how things like video conferencing, just like doing an interview like this could become more normal than it was before. And it's just like, even if it's smaller things like that, like things are going to be different.
0: For sure. Well, I think one of the biggest things is gonna be affecting collaborations. I mean, Polo, you've worked with so many artists, Annalie Chapa, TJ, you know, records with Juice World. How do you think collabo with other artists moving forward is gonna look? Is it really just gonna be send me your verse or you know how is that going to look while we're kind of distanced from each other
1: i feel like that's been that's been what's been going on um lately in general so uh it's still gonna be the same thing because a lot of songs that i got with artists i wasn't in the studio with them like i wasn't in the studio for the go stupid song with Mm -hmm. uh the feature artist. I, I never got in the studio with Lil Baby and I did about three songs with him. So uh, I, I wasn't in the studio with Juice World on Networker and this was all before quarantine. So I feel like it's the same, it's, it'll still be the same.
0: So you're very prepared in that way where you've already been just collaborating virtually. Yeah. So on that front, anyone that you're either currently collaborating with or wanna collaborate with, during this time, as you're just kind of recording,
1: uh, yes, yeah, a few artists that I'm open to working with, I would say, but um, as far as like um, specific artists, like I could say, like, an artist like um, Drake that I'm really open to working with, NBA Youngboy, like, artists of those caliber, of that
0: caliber, totally. And in stuff like that, I mean, I know every artist is different. Are you one of those, like, you like to hit up someone on IG? Hey, we should work together. Do you kind of prefer, like, teams coming together or labels coming together to help facilitate that? What's sort of your style? So I know every artist is different.
1: Uh, Say it again.
0: So when you do have, you know, people that you want to work with, like a young boy, like a Drake, how do you, are you someone who likes to reach out directly? Like, just hit him on IG? Do you prefer like your team to connect with their team? What sort of your style?
1: Um, I I I really connect um, through a mutual person, and sometimes and sometimes I just sometimes I just go, um, and they reach out to me, and we build that type of relationship.
0: For sure. So, you know, for you, Alphonse, I mean, you've mentioned a little bit kind of we're just figuring out what the new normal looks like. What do you think kind of the biggest change is going to be for the media landscape, specifically through quarantine and as we get out of it?
2: Um, hmm. That's a hard question, but uh, I feel like it'll just be like what's left when we come back, like what what things are still happening, what. How many places are still writing about music? And I don't know, it feels like a very, like, it's not the most, like I was saying, it's not like it's hard to be optimistic right now, but it'll just be like what's left when we come back. Because it's a very tough time for journalism, a very tough time to be able to write about music. And there's probably, probably a lot less free dancing opportunities, a lot less like places that are covering music and uh, what will be left.
0: For sure. And what about for you, Polo? I mean, do you think more artists such as yourself will just start putting that interview element into their own hands? Like, instead of sitting down with a writer, you know, you just jump on Instagram and either answer fan questions, or how do you think that's going to work with the media landscape kind of in this place of uncertainty? I think you might be plugging this in. Well, what we're seeing is a lot of times, yeah, I mean, a lot of times we're seeing this new trend of artists interviewing artists, right? Like someone like Khaled might be on live and he's interviewing someone or Fat Joe is interviewing an artist. For you, Alphonse, I mean, a lot of times fans ask, well, what's the point of media? Like we have either celebrities controlling their own narrative by running their own social medias or they're just talking to their other famous friends. For you, where do you feel like kind of traditional media fits into this space?
2: Well, I feel like traditional media like does something that can't be done with that because sometimes when, when you're watching those like being interviewed by friends, you just won't get like the same type of questions. You won't get the same type of story from it. It'll just be more just something cordial, something just like almost it could, it could end up being a little bit like fluffier. And so which which is good for like like, a huge artist just, like, controlling their narrative, just being like, okay, I'm just gonna tell you guys this about myself and this about myself. But I feel like where media comes in is where you try to get in somewhere deeper and where you try to really connect the artist to their their music and to everything that's going on in their life. And I feel like that's just something that can't be replaced through that.
0: Yeah, and I think the critical element, right, even... One thing with The Last Dance is although Jordan had, you know, kind of editorial control, they did open up some things that maybe he wouldn't want to share. But I think it's something the fans want and need to see. So I totally agree with you. I think traditional media, because you know, we're not friends with the artists, you can really ask questions that need to be asked, but it could be uncomfortable with like a rapper on rapper interview.
2: Yeah, exactly just being able to to ask those questions and to feel, and to not feel like pressure to not have to ask those, to not ask those questions, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to ask someone a hard question, but then later be like, hey, can you give me a verse? <laughs> or can I come to your house, right? Like that wall is always a little bit awkward. And when a celeb is interviewing a celeb, that always comes to play.
2: Exactly.
0: Well, we have about four minutes, so get in your last minute questions into the chat for either Polo or Alphonse. Um, Polo, I have to let you know, someone from Ohio wanted a shout out. They work with a juvenile detention facility and they utilize hip hop and some of the treatments that they use. And they said that the people there, you're their favorite artists. So if you can give a quick shout out to Ohio, that would be amazing. I don't
1: know for some reason.
0: I'm sure Polo, he sends his love to Ohio. Um, Thank you for that really great, really great comment. Um, You know, so kind of the future, let's kind of look in the crystal ball with the last few minutes. For you, Alphonse, what does the future mean for media, specifically journalism, as we're kind of right in smack in the middle of COVID? You know, I feel like that's the big question. You know, so many people are losing their jobs, so many people wonder. What's the media even going to look like? What do fans want to talk about? For you, overall, if you had to look into the future, what do you kind of think is going to happen?
2: Um, to look that's into a the big future, question. I, I
0: know the million dollar well, question.
2: I, I feel like that's impossible, but I could I could tell you things. I'm like hopeful for the. I'm hopeful that music is just is still like we're still able to like cover music at like the length and that like the depth that we have we have before this, and I hope that continues and I hope there are more places and I hope there are more writers that I get like opportunities to write about things because there shouldn't just be like, like the, the, the big major publications are the only okay, one. There should be smaller ones. There should be ones in the middle. There should be blogs. There should be everything. There should, so I, I hope it, that in a way, they'll just like they'll like and almost.
0: Yeah. And I think we can't discount, I mean, regional press, niche blogs. I mean, so many emerging artists and creators, that's where they get discovered. Right. And if it's only a handful of outlets, we may not get to hear the next polo G or the next emerging artists from places like a Chicago or Middle America, right? Because there's only so much real estate. So I agree with you. I mean, hopefully to be optimistic maybe we can come back full circle. And, you know, as much as things are gonna change, like they'll go back to the same. Cause I think that's what the fans want and that's what people in the industry want.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times those like, like local regional like papers and magazines have like some of like the coolest things that you could like find about an artist. Like they'll have like little details that you as somebody not from that place would never ask or wouldn't think of or wouldn't add. And that's just something that just adds something to an artist that can't be like replaced.
0: Totally. And, you know, I think it just goes back to it's hip hop. So many artists collaborate and kind of the big artists have that platform. We can't discount that there's emergent creators too. So for all those creators out there in the chat and who are watching, definitely stay optimistic, keep creating, you know, I think no matter what, using this time to just stay inspired because I think people want to hear what you're working on, no matter what. Exactly. For sure. Well, I know we're about to wrap up. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Polo. We really appreciate you. I know there were some tech issues, but this is life. This is the new normal. Really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Again, the goat just dropped. Make sure you stream it on all platforms in case you haven't. And fingers crossed, maybe we get a deluxe edition. We'll also keep an eye out for that new music video as well as whatever you picked up from Saks. Feel free to send Alphonse or myself if you have anything left over as well. Um, And Alphonse, again, people can check you out on Pitchfork. So many great articles that you work on. Your work is there, byline game heavy. So thank you to both of you.